Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. Now we're in the month of August. August, and it's still hot. Is climate changing? Is man-made climate change what's causing the warming on our planet? Well, we're going to be talking about that today with a special guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi. And he's uh, been in the news throughout his career in many different ways. But he's got a new book called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. Wow, yeah, that's a long title for a book, but it's very important, and it's out there. And we're going to be talking to the author, Dr. Jerome Corsi. And before we do that, let me remind you, you're listening to us right here on Web Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to Rock Splitting Politics. And in an election year, we are talking about politics and we're talking about things that affect your pocketbook, and nothing, nothing affects America's fo- pocketbook and the future of our generation than the ESG mess that's out there, and so much being done because in the name of uh, climate change. We just saw last week where Joe Manchin caved in to the uh, socialist demands, and they're going to get a Build Back Broke program and everything that Manchin said he would not agree to, he's evidently agreeing to. Uh, he may get, I think he's going to get a little pipeline running through West Virginia or something that he wanted. And other than that, it's just pure pouring uh, kerosene on, on the fire as far as inflation, raising taxes. Um, before we get to Dr. Corsi, let, let me uh, play this clip from... Uh, it's uh, Congresswoman uh, uh, Heller from uh, the uh, state of New Mexico. Uh, this is, came off Newsmax. Take a listen to what she had to say about our uh, economy and this uh, Build Back Broke deal that's going on now between uh, Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin. If I can, I want to bring in now Republican Congresswoman from New Mexico, uh, Yvette Harrell. Congresswoman, thank you so much for coming on. We do appreciate that. So the president says we're on the right path. This of, of negative growth, two consecutive quarters here. Your reaction to that? Well, I feel like he's on the right path, the same one he rode his bike on where he tipped over. He's crashing our economy even further than where it is right now, and it's hurting every single American family. And this should be corrected, but there's no appetite with this administration to fix things. What do you expect? The president's going to have, a uh, again, a briefing uh, at noon today, again, on the, the height of a 41-year uh, inflation record of recession, interest rate hikes. How, what can the president say to quell the fears of the American people, knowing that they are paying more, they're going to continue to pay more for goods, 
buying a home, getting a car, yet they still hear a lot about climate change, clean energy, et cetera. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think honestly his words are really falling flat. Actions speak louder than words. And Republicans have brought a number of pieces of legislation to the table that would help drive the cost down in terms of fuel. We need to secure the border. They're not talking about the crisis that everyday people are seeing. And at the beginning of this segment, you were talking about his quote saying, you know, they backfilled all the jobs they lost before the pandemic. I guess he hasn't been out in real America because there are help wanted signs everywhere and anywhere I travel in the state of New Mexico and around the country, the biggest concern we see for small businesses is no workforce. Nobody wants to get back to work. So I think words are falling very flat. Actions speak louder than words. And right now we're just not seeing any action out of this administration. And I think the American people are starting to see through this veil of lies and this instability in terms of our market and the prosperity for our American people. Well, I sure agree with the congresswoman exactly uh, as far as what uh, this whole administration and the Democratic Party is doing to the economy. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Listen, when you raise taxes, and that's what Joe Manchin has agreed to raise taxes. Oh, it's on corporations. It's not on people. It's not on citizens. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, where, where do you get that idea that it's not going to be on citizens when you raise the taxes on corporations who pays taxes it's not the corporations they pass it on to who the consumers whatever they're selling if it's service if it's an item whatever they're selling you're having to pay for the consumer will pay more now in simple Math and I and you have to forgive me. I never took Common Core math, but in my neighborhood where one plus one equal two and two plus two equal four, when you increase the what it costs to purchase a product, does that help increase inflation or does it help decrease inflation? Now they call in this act the. Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. I don't see anything that helps reduce inflation when you raise taxes. I don't care if you say it's on corporations. I don't care if you say it's just on businesses. They will raise their fee, their prices of their products. They have to. If they don't, then how do they stay competitive in paying the wages to the workers and having the research and development? All these things cost money, and when Congress raises taxes on the businesses, they must raise taxes. And if you thought about this, we have a strong American dollar. And with a strong American dollar, it makes it tougher to export goods. It's harder to sell outside the country because of our strong dollar. And so it hurts American exports. So what happens when you put taxes on these corporations and they're products they have to charge a higher fee or price for their products does that help the exports <laughs> no it hurts american exports and we're already in a time of hurting american exports and what this inflation reduction act of 2022 is a big lie don't buy it america and tell your friends don't buy it it's too late. I mean, the Democrats have it cooked in, it looks like. 
uh, I, unless Joe Manchin wakes up and I guess he's under a spell. Schumer must be a good hypnotist. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I mean, the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act is a big lie. It's going to increase inflation. I just told you why. Wow. Well, <laughs> we got to talk about climate change now. So we're going to get on the show. Let me get him on the phone here. Dr. Jerome Corsi. Well, this week on our show, we got Dr. Jerome Corsi, and he's got a book just out called The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. That's a word a lot of people didn't know a few years ago, disinformation. But uh, welcome to our show, Dr. Corsi. I- I'd just like to say with your book, you do have, you come from a background of a uh, scientific background. So tell our listeners just a little bit about your background. I know you could spend all day on it, but uh, tell us a little well, bit have, about it. The short version is I have a PhD from Harvard in political science. And uh, if you look at my background, I have not taken science courses. I never did. Okay. Uh, but I've been, I've been writing about science for a long time. Some of the reviews I've gotten in the book, which are the first part of the book, uh, I'll just read you one or two. I mean, very quickly. Yeah, please these, do. These are from people like, um, here's Dr. Richard Linzen, L-I-N-D-Z-E-N. He's Professor Emeritus of Atmospheric Sciences at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. He was the former Alfred P. Sloan Professor of Meteorology, Meteorology at MIT. He says, of course, he provides an eye-opening history of the contextual background for the hysteria accompanying climate change, as well as the a, a description of a wide range of thinking about the history of the planet, thinking that illustrates both the insights and fallibility of the scientific enterprise. Uh, Dr. Uh, Lubos Mode, who is a physicist, he was in the Harvard faculty, he's now back in Europe. He said, um, Corsi, a best-selling author of books about mainstream political issues, provided a powerful enough mind to brilliantly deconstruct a seemingly scientific topic to fight against climate change. He sees the fear as wildly exaggerated. Sunspots, cosmic rays, and oceans as more important for the climate than carbon dioxide. The book is not afraid of delicate scholarly topics such as chaos theory, the chemistry of the Earth's core, and the extinction of of dinosaurs. But for Corsi, the movement is primarily a social phenomenon that arose through the integration and evolution of several left-wing factions and ideologies, including Malthusians, who neglect the human intellect. The tampering of data by favored researchers, failed green economic policies, limitations of electric cars and other hyped technologies, as well as natural processes such as the carbon cycle, are described in a way that is detailed and, and as sourced as it is devastating. Corsi's decision to, to dedicate the book to Mark Morano also proves his profound understanding of this vitally important ongoing conversation. So that's testimony from others who are qualified scientists as to how this book is written. Well, absolutely. Uh, you you hit on something that our listeners have heard me say, and I and I've don't know exactly if it's in your book and there's a quote and I don't have it right in front of me, but carbon dioxide, man-made carbon dioxide that we put out every year is what less than, is it less than one half of 1% of the, 
uh, out of all the carbon dioxide. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, let me let me give you the I can give you some of the exact numbers here. I, I, that's why we um, want to hear. <laughs> so the Earth goes back 4.6 billion years, 4.5, 4.6 billion years in Earth is Earth has been around. OK, uh, originally, the atmosphere was primarily carbon dioxide. OK, and as measured today, it would be about one million parts per million of the atmosphere, which is just about saturated with carbon dioxide originally. So some 500 million years ago, now we've gone through billions with the Earth saturated with carbon dioxide. Uh -huh. So 400 and so 500 million years ago, the carbon dioxide concentration fell to about 7,500 parts per million. That's about 18 times today's level. Okay, and then starting about 175 million years ago, the carbon dioxide started dramatically decreasing so that today it's 400 parts per million, 400. And in fact, the global warmers say, well, it's doubled since the Industrial Revolution. It was only 200 parts per million in the Industrial Revolution, doubled to today's about 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide is about 0. 0. 0. 0.00002 or three or four of the uh -huh. atmosphere. That's how small it is. Okay. It's considered a trace element. In other words, it's almost so small, you can barely measure it. And with that information, it seems it boggles my mind how we are doing so much to try to stop carbon dioxide, man-made carbon dioxide. So, well, uh, yeah, you go can ahead. See that, you can see basically this is a hoax. I mean, and it, it is not based on legitimate science. Uh, my book is is very heavy on the science. I start out with four chapters in which I explain the the, the thought origin, the political philosophy behind this. And it, it comes from the Malthusians after World War II. I mean, Paul Ehrlich in the 60s was probably yeah. one of the, as he, you know, population bomb, there's too many people. We're going to use up all the resources of the earth. Uh, we've, we're all going to die. We better get rid of some people fast. Well, then... John Holdren, who became Obama's science czar, joined forces with Ehrlich, Paul Ehrlich, and decided, well, the real catastrophe was going to be the climate. We can convince people that carbon dioxide and our basic burning of hydrocarbon fuels, in other words, industrial activity, capitalism, is the fault. Then we can end capitalism. So they started blaming carbon dioxide. First in the 70s, they thought it was going to be global warming. And you had time, uh, global cooling. Global, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So you had all these magazines, you know, I remember Time Magazine with the new ice age coming and books were written. I have a couple of them here on my shelf. I'm old enough Seven. to remember. Uh, I, I remember even I read, read Popular Science and Popular Mechanics. Yeah. And it talked about, I remember I was in a grade school and it was talking about the on incoming global global winter coming and dr corsa let me jump right back in just for a minute remind our listeners you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics we're speaking with the author of the new book the truth about energy global warming and climate change exposing climate lies in an age of disinformation the author is dr jerome corsi and uh, he's had an outstanding career we've heard him in different news segments and titles but we're glad to have him right here on Rock Splitting Politics today. And we're talking about 
uh, he was telling us about the uh, climate and and the changing and 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 we're, we, they thought we we're going to have ice ages. So, Doctor Corsi, we're going to let you continue in just a minute. But uh, let me remind everybody: we got a book called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org. And I've said we will toward the end of this year, first of next year. I'm hoping it's the end of this year. I got a fiction book, not anything to do about politics, not anything to do about uh, what we speak about here. Uh, but it is a fictional tale that I hope you'll enjoy. And it will um, also uh, have a, a sequence, be a series. So uh, we'll tell you more about it as it gets closer. But we've got that coming up. And But don't forget, you can get uh, Bedrock Truth written by me and Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarlane. It's uh, called Bedrock Truth, and it's at www.docholiday.org, two L's in holiday. And uh, we'd love to get that book out for you if you want to get it. Now, let's get back. Dr. Corsi, you were telling us about we're used to in the 70s. They were talking about the uh, global winter we're all going to have ice ages back. And so then in the 70s, we we did have a cooling period. The 40s, 30s and 40s in the United States was one of the warmest times ever. Not the 90s, not today, the 30s and 40s. And we had the Dust Bowl. We had the expansion of the Great Western Desert. I mean, that was probably the, some of the hottest temperatures registered in the summers uh, in in the United States. But by the end of the 70s, it started started warming again, so John Ehrlich and all the other John I mean John Holdren and Paul Ehrlich decided, well, it's really global warming, and then currently, this Malthusian movement. Too many people. We got to eliminate people. We're going to use all the resources of the earth. Got hijacked by the neo Marxists, so AOC and all the others decided they were going to pile on, you know, and get Congress to do this Green New Deal which essentially is intended to shut down capitalism. They basically hate the prosperity of the United States. They want to limit our prosperity. They want to limit our use of natural resources. And this has become a, a almost like a, a, a secular godless religion. It's an ideologically driven. You can't disagree with them. And uh, they, they demonize anybody who does dare disagree with them. But yet, as we go through the science today, you're going to see that their logic and their validation in science is very weak. In fact, I'd say as it's non-existent. Doctor Corsi, as you're talking about that, tell me what, where do they, where do they uh, splice in or graft in the entertainment industry? How, I mean, uh, every, from the beginning, I guess. But I mean, what did you find out about the entertainment industry with this? Well, I mean, it's it's first of all, the media has always followed this because it's. You know, if you can scare people that the air we're breathing is going to kill us, you know, that's the end of the planet because carbon dioxide is in the air and we're, we're our own enemy because we're, we're polluting the planet with carbon dioxide. I mean, plants love carbon dioxide. The earth is greener in a warmer period than it's ever been. But um, that the media is going to pick that up because that's a sensational story. You know, mm -hmm. we're all going to die from COVID. We better have a lockdown. We're right. all going to die. Better have a climate emergency. We better lock down. You know, once you lock down, you're, you first of all made people feel fear. Children in the schools are afraid they're not going to grow up to have adult lives because their parents are foolishly burning hydrocarbon fuels in their cars, gasoline. 
Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I was going to discuss, you know, hydrocarbon fuels are natural. They're not fossil fuel. They're here on the earth. They can, they're plentiful. They're abundant. They can be burned cleanly. And so the media, the entertainment industry, I'd say for the last 20 years, the left has been working to make their message politically correct. So if you don't agree with them, you're a racist. They've learned how to do this with the critical race theory. And now with, um, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her like in, in Congress, they're basically saying it's not just hydrocarbon fuels. we got to end capitalism because we have to end the racism and the you know, the, the gender identity crimes. And we have to do, you know, all these things because it's not just capitalism. It's the culture of capitalism. It's the structure of capitalism. It's, so we've got to basically attack the entire, they, they basically have come down to wanting to destroy the United States and to uh, make sure that we are no longer living an abundant lifestyle. Uh, they're going to solve the problem, what they think is a problem by reducing us to um, you know, having virtually no resources, no economic activity, or very little, no cars, no homes. They want to eliminate all that. The globalists and the World Economic Forum have piled on. And uh, this is a loss of freedom because we'll be in a totalitarian society. Mm. Now, the, the core arguments that I'm making is, is that, you know, first of all, let's examine whether or not this uh, this data scientific data, it justifies the fear. Okay, and I'm, I'm pointing out that it, it does not. Because that's, we, a, that's what I want our listeners, you know, that's how we're prepared for that. So now we do want to hear these uh, facts that uh, show us the lies we've been fed. So uh, please uh, let us know what those are. Well, well, first of all, let's start out with, look, if carbon dioxide has been reducing in the atmosphere, by from 7,500 parts per million to 400 parts per million, the trend in Earth's history is for carbon dioxide to be decreasing, not increasing, okay? And so this hysteria that we are pumping all the, they always give you the figures in terms of how many tons of, uh, of, of um, carbon dioxide we're exuding, how many, you know, so it sounds very frightening, but when you convert that into percentages of the atmosphere and you realize how many tons of atmosphere there really are, you know, the, the earth is a huge place and geological time goes back 4.5 billion years. In time series analysis, you can't say a few years in the 1990s were warm or today we've got a heat wave in Arizona, so therefore it's global warming. Because data, and I've worked with a lot of data. I've done a lot of federally funded research projects that were with data. And okay. time series analysis, if you have just a few years, these are like data blips. I mean, you have to look at tens of thousands, maybe millions of years to see a meaningful trend in Earth history. You know, you have to look back to see. I'll give an example everybody can relate to. Okay. The mutual fund industry does this all the time. They say, my mutual fund was the best in the last three years. Well, how about the last five years? Well, we didn't do so well because <laughs> yeah. they cherry picked the period of time in which the data looked the way they wanted to present it. Right. And that's what's going on here. So and, and the first you're talking about data and you, a while ago, you said, you know, the, the warmest times we had back in the thirties and forties. Now, 
has, has that information been tampered with? Because we keep hearing this is the hottest it's ever been, and you just told us in the 30 So is that a it's, lie? It's a lie because you've got now Michael Mann, who, and I devote a whole chapter to this hockey stick right. graph, which Michael Mann did. He said uh, all through Earth history for certainly the uh, past so many millions of years, the temperature was level like the blade of a hockey stick. So then we began the Industrial Revolution, and suddenly carbon dioxide and heat shot up. And so that like the blade of a hockey stick. Now, to get that data to look that way, he had to erase the medieval warming period in the 13th century, which Earth was very warm. He had to erase the little stage, which happened about 25,000 years ago and ended when Napoleon was around. Okay. Was, Earth was very cold. And when uh, those, he had to get rid of that data. So the climate gate emails that were released in the 90s from Great Britain have all of these, Michael Mann and the other United Nations international or intergovernmental panel for a climate Control. This is the IPCC. This is the group that's trying to put out all these messages. They were all admitting in the emails that they had rigged the data, that they had manipulated the data to eliminate, <clears throat> to erase the medieval warm period and little ice age, because that didn't fit in their narrative. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, the truth is that if we go back in Earth's history, we've had ice ages in recorded history going on and on. First of all, 4.6, let's say 4.6 billion years the Earth has existed. The uh, the pre-Cambrian period, which was 80% of Earth's history, 80%, there was no life on the planet's surface. None. We know almost nothing about the, that part of the Earth's prehistory. All the life on Earth has come in the last 20%. Okay, so human beings have been humanoids on the planet maybe 10 million years. Now, that's a microsecond. That's, you know, hardly a, a blip. Right. And so, four and a half billion, yep. You know, I mean, last 10 million out of 4.6 billion is such a small fraction that it's under 1% of the total Earth's history, way under 1%. Okay, so we think that we're responsible for Earth's changes. Well, wait a minute. We've had ice ages as far back in recorded geological history as we can look. We've had ice ages come and go for literally hundreds of millions of years. Dr. Corsa, I appreciate you giving us some information that so many people don't know going back, uh, way back in time. But uh, we're going to stop right here because we need to uh, conclude this week's show. But we are going to continue our conversation with Dr. Corsi and his book, the truth about energy, global warming, and climate change. So uh, don't don't uh, leave your seat when it comes time to listen to next week's show because we'll uh, continue this interesting and in-depth conversation about global warming and wh- wh- why we have it. And I can tell you by reading uh, Dr. Corsick's book, uh, it's it's really something every American would should need, should know, and I guarantee you our politics will be a lot different with the truth out there. 
and and that's what uh, Dr. Corsi is providing for us here at Rock Splitting Politics. Tell your friends and neighbors about this, and we're going to continue our conversation next week. We're going to continue that, uh, and um, we also want to let you know that we're going to keep following what's going on. Uh, this Joe Manchin uh, turning traitor to uh, uh, tax increases. Uh, he said it. He went for tax increases during a recession, during high inflation. <laughs> well, we got them both, and somehow he's turned. Uh, so uh, I don't know why the people of West Virginia want tax increases and higher inflation, but that's what Joe Manchin's giving to them right now, and he's giving it to all Americans. Uh, you, if all our West Virginia listeners, get on the phone, knock on doors, tell people, tell Joe Manchin no. We don't want higher inflation. We don't want higher taxes. We don't want a worse economy. It's already going down the tubes. And, man, Joe Manchin does this. is going to pour the gasoline on the fires of inflation. And and uh, we, I just pray that he can see the truth and change his mind. Okay, listen. See you next week. And we'll have Dr. Corsi's second half of this interview. You don't want to miss it. See you then. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.